Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Your guide to protecting your personal health. Bringing you simplified answers to the complex questions surrounding healthcare. Everything from cancer to liver transplants. Nutrition. Exercise. My yoga and Pilates instructor, Dana Goodale. Mental health and even pet care. Dr. Wayne Hunthausen, Westwood Animal Hospital. Empowering you to take control of your health and wellness. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. And now, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. My producer today, Mr. Darren Wilhite. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. 152 affiliates strong, thanks to all of you in our listening audience. Our two newest affiliates in Asheville, North Carolina, uh, and Destin, Florida. Welcome aboard. We're happy to have them as part of our family. All right. If you have questions, for me or you have comments about today's show or you want to send me an email, you can go to the website americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Send me an email. I will get back to you. I get a couple of hundred a day, so I don't answer each one of them the same day, but I do answer each and every one of them, so feel free to send me an email. If you have a question, the phone number Anywhere in the United States, including Guam, 877-385-2224. That's 877-385-2224. And yes, we did get a phone call from Guam uh, last year. It was really kind of humorous. But nonetheless, uh, if you have a question, we can help you anywhere in the country with any health insurance issues uh, or benefits issues. Feel free to call us. We'll be happy to do what we can for you. Again, the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. You can like me on Facebook at America's Healthcare Advocate. All the shows are posted on Facebook. The podcasts are up there. So you listen to today's show, you want to tell somebody about it or suggest somebody listen to it. Maybe you're an HR director, maybe you're an employer, whatever the case may be. You can go back up to the website. You can also go on the Facebook page and they are posted there. All right. Joining me in studio today, Tony Drummond uh, and Don Doherty, both brokers uh, who are with RPS Benefits by Design. You may remember I announced last year that RPS had absorbed my company, Benefits by Design. The new company is RPS Benefits by Design. So welcome to the studio, gentlemen. I've been waiting to get you up here for a while. Finally convinced your boss to let me do this. So (laughs) welcome, Tony. Welcome, Don. Glad to have you both here. So these guys are kind of new at this business. Tony's only been doing it for 45 years, and Don's been doing it for 39 years. (laughs) So so they're just a couple of uh, young guys getting started here. Ha ha, right? All right. Well, we're very happy to have them in studio today. So here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about basically all the different options that are available about there on the employer even and the individual market and, and how RPS BBDI uh, benefits by design RPS benefits by design offers these benefits uh, um, in in different formats so that you know the whole idea here is a size 44 overcoat doesn't fit everybody all right so you know what's good for one employer might not be good for another employer if you're if you're seeking an individual health insurance policy in today's market how difficult is that and what's out there so we're going to talk about all that stuff today. So let's start with you, Don. You're, you're up in Fort Scott, Kansas, and, 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 and you kind of move between there and Leewood. 
uh, working back and forth. Let's talk about um, uh, a little bit about you know what your what you offer to your clients and and the various areas of expertise that you work in, Don. Well, thank you, Kerry. It's it's a pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, I. I'm from Fort Scott, Kansas, and I work in the Fort Scott Leewood area, but I'm also licensed in about seven states. We work in a lot of small town communities all over southeast Kansas, southwest Missouri. Uh, certainly offer individual health plans, uh, group health plans, self-funded, fully insured, et cetera. We help companies put in on-site clinics, telemedicine. We, we take uh, a lot of pride in looking under every rock and try to ultimately do what's best uh, for the em- employer, as the old saying goes, that uh, – there's no right way to do the wrong thing. We just try to do the right thing for each employer and each employee. All right. So, you know, there are challenges in rural communities, and, and, and you kind of go back and forth between the Kansas City metro and sure. rural communities, and you service other states as well. But talk a little bit about some of the challenges that are faced by employers um, that have businesses of, you know, municipalities, um, of school districts, et cetera, that are in the rural communities. And how is that different than being right here inside the Kansas City metro? Well, a lot of uh, a lot of the goals and needs are the same. You want the most efficient healthcare plan that's going to take care of people and, and the overall benefit package. But what's unique, probably in a smaller community anywhere, would be uh, certainly you may not be able to get to a hospital that's qualified in a remote setting. You may have to be lifelight or take an ambulance. You might also have to travel to get routine care, and your condition may become more serious by the time you get diagnosed. Certainly, if you have cancer or some uh, major issue, health situation like that, you may have to, you will be traveling probably and your family may be traveling. Uh, other problems might be air ambulance uh, may be needed more more often. And uh, I give you real quick, three quick examples. I had a sister not too long ago broke a leg, but she had to go to Pittsburgh, Kansas to uh, for her broken leg because in, in the local area of Fort Scott, there really wasn't, for that type of break, was no one there. I had a grandchild. Uh, that had some pretty serious problems, went to Children's Mercy over 100 times, and that involved uh, – I mean, we went to Children's Mercy over 100 times. He was there on and off for two and a half years. But my wife and I, my son and his wife, that we spent a lot of time on the road, like I said, easily over 100 trips. We can't keep track of them all uh, because we – you're traveling, you know, and if anybody with cancer is going to do the same thing. So I guess that the bad news is that, you know, that they do have to travel. The good news is there's some place to go. Amen. That's great. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We're thankful you for know, that. You've got Children's Mercy right. here in Kansas City. You've yes. got KU. You've yes. got St. Louis. Awesome. You've got HCA. So you've got a lot of options here that can make a difference. Tony, what kind of challenges do you see? You're up in St. Joe, north of the river. You also uh, practice out of state. So in talking about your rural community, what kind, you've got a few more facilities there than they do out in Fort Scott. A little bit about what you see up in the St. Joe area north of the river. Well, northwest Missouri uh, was negatively impacted, uh, as many places across the country, uh, from the implosion on the individual health market. Uh, right now, there is one uh, carrier up there, uh, Ambetter, which is owned by Centene out of St. Louis, uh, that, 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 that sells a qualified uh, individual health plan, and the vast majority of that business comes from those who are uh, eligible. Uh, uh, For a as subsidy. Far as, 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 as far as a subsidy, period. Now, having said that, that problem created a uh, new opportunity as far as the small businesses, because up until a few years ago, uh, individual plans were cheaper than small business group plans. But as the as the individual market imploded and the rates for individual plans became more expensive, um, it created a new opportunity for small companies, uh, family-owned uh, legal firms, et cetera, et cetera. Up until then, who either would not or could not offer a group plan, the group rates uh, within a matter of a couple of years were becoming lower 
than the individual rates. Yeah, isn't that funny? And, we, and, we we did a lot of yeah, that, moving and, people back and forth between the two. Initially, moved a lot of them to small group because it was two person group was a much better option. And 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 there are there are a lot of ironies uh, uh, with the ACA, and this created uh, one. And so we discovered that about two years ago. So we started reaching out to employers, legal firms. Um, other entities like that who up until then said we don't want to mess with a group plan well now not only were group plans a a revived opportunity but if you were a small employer and you offered section 125 plan otherwise known as a pop plan so that those employees any part of their premium could be done on a pre-tax basis like with a matter of years uh you know a year uh all of a sudden the small the small group plans were revived and that, that that is a that is still a very big opportunity that a lot of small employers uh, do not see. Now, yeah, you know, I remember. It's funny. I remember Ron Rowe telling me, um, I think it was 2016, rolling into 2017, that they had more small groups. I remember we couldn't get them issued fast enough because they were stacked up so high at Blue Cross of Kansas City because there were so many people moving into small group. I remember him telling me, and this was like December, that they had like 500 groups left to process that they hadn't hadn't gotten processed. And some of those we didn't see get released until February because it took, you know, now all, all the claims got paid, back pay the whole nine yard. Blue Cross did a good job, but the deluge was amazing. I assume you must have experienced the same thing. Well, not only did we experience, but carry honestly, uh, for your listeners, those uh, that opportunity is still a a very huge moat that still uh, has been not totally uh, tapped by employers, small employers who are eligible to do that. So we are still doing a lot of a, a lot of work in that area. Yeah, and I think we're probably going to see that continue that, that to be the trend. It's interesting Correct. how it, it's not, it, initially it looked like it was going to shift back and forth between group on the small group side, between group and individual, but now it seems to have solidified more on the small group side. When we come back from the break, we'll talk about some of these options that are available. You know, you may have only five employees and you may be eligible to do a number of different kinds of plans that were not available a couple of years ago. When we come back from the break, we'll talk about those additional plans how you can apply for them, what they can mean, and and do they save money? Do they make sense? Well, we'll talk about that when we get back. If you want more information, go to the website, RPS Benefits by Design, Inc., uh, rps.com, rather, rps.com. That's the website. The phone number, 877-385-2224. If you want help, give them a call. They'll be happy to have somebody chat with you. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HIA radio network, coast to coast across the USA. We'll be right back back with more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. You can find out more about us by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Lots of videos up there, uh, short videos on Medicare, on individual health insurance, on uh, all types of insurance issues. If you want to go up to the website and view that, there's also uh, there are also some videos up there talking about some of these topics like Medicare for all. That's a hot one right now. So if 
you want to know more about that, you can go up to the website and look at that. Uh, that's also posted on the website. What is that going to mean? How is it going to work? Is it going to work? Who's for it and who's against it? So there's a lot of information up on that website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Joining me in studio, Tony Drummond and Don Doherty from RPS Benefits by Design, uh, the firm that absorbed my firm. We're all now one firm together now, so it's RPS Benefits by Design. Uh, Don uh, and and uh, Tony, both from rural markets uh, who work in the Kansas City metros as well as the rural market. Don's in Fort Scott, Kansas. Uh, Tony Drummond uh, is a well-known figure in the St. Joseph and Northwest Missouri area. Uh, and we're talking about some of the things that are different. You know, what, what, what kind of challenges do people in these rural communities face in looking at individual health insurance, group health insurance, et cetera. So they can help you whether you are in a rural community or here in Kansas City. They serve with both sides of, uh, of that coin, if you will. Uh, the website is rpsbenefitsbydesign.com, rpsbenefitsbydesign.com. The phone number, 877-385-2224. If you call uh, the lovely Joyce Thompson or one of the other folks in the office, they'll be happy to take your information down. Uh, and operators are standing by now. If you want to call, they'll take your information down. These gentlemen will get back to you after the broadcast, so feel free to do that. All right, let's go back, uh, Don, a little bit to um, – uh, this this individual market in and uh, you know why it's different from uh, you know what we see in concentrate in in the big urban centers or or metros and then interestingly enough a program that I am no fan of but I, I was I must say you educated me this morning that has changed and that's this MediShare program so let's start with just what's different on the individual side and then move to the your explanation of the MediShare program well whenever we talk to a group or individual we we like to make sure we're, we're looking at it under every rock and trying to find out the best value and what's works and also explaining clearly the exclusion and limitation page. So, so everyone knows the pros and cons of whatever we're, we're recommending. Certainly in the ACA plans, uh, you know, Kansas City area maybe and better and certainly in Fort Scott, Southeast Kansas, a lot of those rural communities down there, you're going to have Blue Cross, Blue Shield and Medica. The biggest difference with all of those plans, especially the, like in Fort Scott, Chinook, Pittsburgh, Medica, uh, Blue Cross, they're not your typical networks. They may be all of Kansas and KU Med only. You can't go out of the state for routine care. And people may be used to Blue Cross who's a great company covering people everywhere. So those are things you have to explain to people. And they it, sometimes they don't understand it real clearly because they're not used to that. And uh, they also sometimes just look at price and don't want to know about the benefits. Sometimes it's all about yeah, price. Thank you. <laughs> and then you get that phone call a month later. Why didn't you tell me? Actually, I did tell you, but you weren't listening. They just, so, actually, they just actually want the lowest price right. and the best coverage in the world. Of course. Of course but, so and, 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 and so do we. But like <laughs> yes. you just said, there may be limitations to that. Okay, right. If you're not on a Blue Cross plan, you don't get a Blue card. So you can't go to MD Anderson or Mayo Clinic or some of these other hospitals because it's not part of the deal. So shift gears a little bit about this MediShare thing because you enlightened me on that this morning and I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, we try to apply the golden rule and, and put the person put ourselves in that person's shoes. And we're looking at MediShare, though, though there's over 400,000 people and it's been a, a good organization and one I've mostly seen good experiences in. Uh, I would say easily 90% of the people when we take them through it, and I, I've never written a MediShare plan, but we have people in our office that do. Uh, we just try to advise them and help the groups uh, get some of their employees covered or individuals and, and just some people looking for affordable coverage. It's not really insurance, but they do have a network. It's come so a long new. ways. They that's, have a network now because they. my biggest criticism – one of my biggest criticisms of them before was they didn't have a network. And when you walked into a hospital and said you're going to have a surgeon, you presented that, the, doc, the hospital's like, no, 
we don't, that's not health insurance. You're going to sign a document saying you're financially responsible. Now they've got a network that changes. So that's a big still not, change. But it's still not insurance. No, it's not. It's no, not it's not. insurance. So but at least changed. they've got a network, a network. Where, they, where there's discounts and, and it's a network recognized policy. So. And in my observation, it's a unique uh, way to drive down costs because they can negotiate with the provider. Right. They could use the network. And, and uh, just recently had a, uh, my son-in-law's brother and his wife had a baby, and they have it, and they love it, and it, and worked, it worked great in Wichita. But, you know, we, we still see about 9 out of 10 people, once they know all the rules with it, that walk, walk away, away and they don't it. want to do it. They just need to it's, – it's good to know, but it's also like any anything you're looking at, an insurance contract, to know the limitations and exclusions. Short-term has also entered the picture. That's also worth comparing. So, Tony, talk about short-term a little bit because that, that's an option we used a lot. Right. Um, here in the Metro, we used Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas City because they had a great policy right. and a great network. So talk about what you've seen on the short-term. And, and again, why is that different? Well, short-term plans, as our name implies, was intended for a short-term need. Uh, these, it, these essentially, in substance, had been removed from the individual market uh, by the federal government because uh, under the ACA, politically, they just saw that as a th- they they saw that as a threat mm-hmm. to 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 the in, to the individual. But that's market. changed now because the Trump administration it, 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 changed it. It has changed. The Trump administration uh, has basically come come back and said, uh, you know, you can now purchase a a plan with up to a twelve month benefit period and renew it. You know, up with you know up to three times. Uh, that 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 is very strong. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and forth on you. I'm gonna talk about the good part, and that is. The revival of the short-term insurance plan could be proved to be a very interesting option for individuals not eligible for a group health insurance plan or cannot afford an individual plan and who are not eligible for a subsidy. Having said that, our main concern still that we have with short-term plans is that the individual who's purchasing it understand the limitations of the plan. Just like Don described with MediShare, there are, medi- there are limitations, and and even when he was talking about the other two fully insured plans that are offered, there are limitations. You need to know that. The medical right. plan, you can't take that and go all over the country to get health care. So they are different in that respect. Our main concern about is the, 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 the renewability uh, of the plan. You know, you've got a limitation on that. Uh, the and the, the the underwriting and the utilization of a new waiting period as far as on pre-existing conditions when you renew that. Having said that, we've had people at our office recently who simply had no other options, and we presented the short-term plan to them. They'd never been under insurance before. They saw this as a very interesting option and affordable. Yes, it's a lot more yes. affordable. And it's, it's not. Got, it's like Don said. It's not for everybody. Right. But it's also, you know, like he said, you're looking under every rock. You're trying to find something because it's not easy anymore. Uh, you know w- that that if they can't afford, if they're not subsidized, and they're going to have to pay a thousand dollars a month or nine hundred dollars a month for health insurance policy, this can make a big difference. The for paradigm them. of the individual who's never had to purchase insurance or who lost their insurance have no other options. They find this to be a very attractive option, and in you know most cases, it's better than having nothing. Yep, it's it's a lot better than having nothing because it's a network plan, and it makes a lot of sense, folks. And if you have a catastrophic illness, um, it's got a big deductible in most cases, but it works. So if you want more information, you can call these gentlemen eight seven seven three eight five twenty two twenty four is the phone number. Um, they'll be happy. You know, our operators will uh, take your call now. They'll get back to you after the broadcast eight seven seven three eight five twenty two twenty four or the website. Send them an email. RPS benefits by dive 
by design inc it's rpsbenefitsbydesign.com why do i keep doing that anyway so i'll be back after the break with more stay tuned you're listening to america's healthcare advocate broadcasting here on the hia radio network coast to coast across the usa we'll be right back with more Welcome back to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting coast to coast across the Fruited Plain here on the HIA Radio Network. My producer, Mr. Darren Wilhite. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Coming up in this segment, we're going to continue this conversation about all the health insurance options that are out there. In studio with me today, uh, Tony Drummond and Don Doherty from RPS Benefits by Design. We're talking about how they handle clients. What do they do to make sure you're getting the best bang for the buck and getting coverage that makes sense? And hey, uh, if I buy the thing, is it really going to work? Uh, you know, am I going to be able to go to this hospital and get a surgery? Am I going to have access to this kind of cancer treatment at MD Anderson or am I not? Um, those are questions you need to know up front when you're doing this. Uh, you know, it's critically important that people understand what they're buying and don't, you can't just look at the bottom line price go, I want that one. You need to know what that one is. So that's part of what they do and how they do it in their staff. Uh, does it. If you want information from them, 877-385-2224. That is the phone number. Phone number Operators are standing by. They'll be happy to take your calls. The website, rpsbenefitsbydesign.com. Yeah, I got it right that time. rpsbenefitsbydesign.com. Uh, send them an email. Send me an email. Um, we'll be happy to help you in any way that we can. Uh, and these gentlemen will get back to you at one of the folks and their staff will get back to you. So let's talk a little bit about um, level premium, Don, because we saw a huge migration of small group clients because level premium went down to five lives, which allowed a lot of small employers to get out of what you called off air a minute ago, the dirty pool, which is, which I thought was a great explanation for that. So talk a little bit about how that works and why we're seeing so many small employers migrate over to the level premium plans. Well, the small the small employers with their full insured uh, with ACA, you're going to have the age banded rates, and you're going to have the pool. I call it the dirty pool only because at the time a lot of people had exceeded their million dollar maximums back in the old days and and needed and had no coverage and and the high risk and so forth. They all got put in the same pool as everybody else. So that pool has a hard time maintaining good level rates. Uh, the level funding, really, if you go back to the first self funded group I wrote in 1985. Um, a long time ago, but you yeah, pretty well needed. A, <laughs> you needed about five hundred people to write a good self-funded yeah, plan. Yeah, you did. And then it went down to about two fifty, and then two hundred, and then a hundred, and then uh, I think right after ACA Blue Cross decided they would go down to twenty five, at least yeah, in Kansas. I and remember so that. that was a big move. Same and, thing here in Kansas City. And a lot of these other groups, Starmark and some of these others, started going down to five. National General, et cetera. There's a lot of companies out there. But really, you're getting the benefits of the self-funded world, which should be scary and takes a little bit of a learning curve because. Still, groups, large or small, sometimes think self-funded, what if we have a million-dollar claim? Well, these level-funded plans have a premiums that look just like and act just like fully insured. You know your worst-case scenario, and you pay that worst-case scenario, which is pretty close to, or in sometimes in some cases, 20%, 30% less and, and than that the fully was really, percent and, world. Yeah, that, that was the thing that probably we saw, and that's interesting that you brought that up, because we yeah. saw almost universally that groups were dropping the premiums 20 30 yes. in some cases we actually cut them in half now yeah. that was unusual yeah. but i remember a company out of minnesota that we did where we literally dropped the premium in half by moving them over to national general um and it made a huge difference so the other thing about these plans that's really cool is at the end of the year that money that goes into that claims fund if they don't use it what happens to it well they either get it back or it goes towards a credit towards next year's premiums 
And so, and you get level premiums for all the singles pay the same, all the families pay yep. the same. Composite and rates. Composite rating. And so it really does work. You're in a pool that's cleaner. And if, and if a year or two or three down the road, it doesn't work, you just make sure you're with a good advisor and you move to a different group Thank that you. does work. Yeah. And so you have really nothing to lose. And the networks are just like the networks we all want where you can go almost anywhere. Yeah. It's a good idea with these to use uh, some sort of wellness and telemedicine because not only is the employee saving money, they're the individual, but the employer saving money. Yeah. And uh, because you're keeping your group well, which if you're well, Thank you get you. more money. That's exactly how it works. Tony, what do you see in the small group market now? We talked about level premium. What other options do you see and what, what, what do you, you employ in your agency that works really well for people? Well, quick quick history. As of 2014, all small all small group plans were com- were supposed to be compliant with the ACA. Mm-hmm. That that then Congress basically uh, uh, how to say just went around the law or usurped the law, basically saying, uh, and it started with uh, with with the Obama thing. Well, if if, if you want to you know if you want to go to your same doctor, you can that on the individual plan that gravitated toward the small group plan. So overnight, if an individual wanted to keep their small group plan as it was, not have to go to the ACA plan, that that currently in for small group plan was referred to as a transitional plan. All of a sudden, you now had a choice, which was very cool. And they said, we're going to do that for one year. Well, that was 2014. They extended 2015, <laughs> 16, 17, 18, 19. Ah, here and we now, go. And now, and now, and now it's yeah, through 20, Temporarily permanent. Okay. Having said that, what that did to the positive, it created a new planning opportunity as far as another option for the employer. Do they stay with their with their transitional plan or do they go to the ACA plan? Mm-hmm. Some of them were better off to stay with the transitional plan. Yeah. Many of them were better off, off to go to the ACA plan. So we still have two entirely different pools. Having said that, it not only provided the employer more flexibility, but many of those who went to the ACA plan, the nature of the ACA plan was higher deductibles, higher copays, higher out-of-pocket stop-loss amounts, uh, and those are subject to the law. However, in many cases, more affordable. That also led to more employers saying, well, since we're doing that, what about offering two or three different options to our employees? Come, let's come in with a lower price base plan. If the employees want to have a more expensive plan, they can buy a buy-up plan. And thirdly, without trying to get too messy here, if the, if the employees want to participate in a health savings account, we would offer a third plan, which you call a qualified high deductible health plan. So stop so, it there for a minute. It's kind right. of interesting. So if you're chronologically challenged, if you're 55 to 60 years old, you don't want the same plan that a 30-year-old with two rugrats running around uh, you know, wants because you're not going to be running to the doctor every week because somebody's got an ear infection or pink eye or whatever. So what you're doing there is you're trying to find something that let the employees pick something that fits them. The more right? options you give an employee, the happier they can be. And just what you said at the beginning of the show, one size does not fit all. Yep. So not not only uh, uh, have we seen that um, to create more planning opportunities, but also the small group market, even the fully insured under the ACA, is still fairly stable, and we're still we're still having we're still can continue to see a lot of victories there. And so again, taking a lean leanly priced excuse lack of King's English, but the lean lower price base plan for the employees who want to do something more, uh, base your employer contributions on the lower base plan, and then whatever additional premium the employees are going to pay by doing a buy-a plan, they run a pre-tax or a cafeteria pot plan. So there is a lot of magic to that, and there is a lot of positive results we've had for the employer 
willing to sit down and look at a lot of these options that they were not aware that they could do. Yeah, but you know what? And and Don, this is you know interesting listening to Tony describe this. We always used to say this: it takes work. You got to be, <laughs> yes. you know, if you, well, there are a lot of lazy, I'm sorry to say this people, but it's our community and we know it. There are a lot of lazy brokers out there. Okay. And what you just described, Tony, cause we used to do that. There's a lot of work involved in that. But if you're good at what you do and you really care about your clients and what's in their best interest on, you will do exactly what Tony just described. That is right. I will make a, I will make a statement to you and I, I, I can make this unequivocally. The studies have shown that, this, that, that the small group market, the small group health market is not only healthy, but the studies have shown that the employers still want to provide it. And uh-huh. I, will, I will also tell you that in, in, in the bowels of all this, all the negative news coming out in 2014, 15, 16, the working people want to know how health insurance works. They want to try to buy something for themselves and their dependents that there is any way they can possibly afford it. And, and that, that the, the attitude that I receive from employees when we do benefit meetings is, is what puts a win in my seal because they honestly have the interest. Yeah, they have the interest. As you said, somebody's got to take the time to explain it. Correct. Okay, and, 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 some, and, and that means doing exactly what you just said. You, you, you don't you know, put a spreadsheet in front of the employer and say, pick the worst poison. You do what Don talked about and what you just talked about. You, you show them every options available. And then, and you just said this, you hold a meeting with the employees and you don't tell the employer to try to explain it because nine times out of 10, they can't. You explain it to the employees, take their questions. I remember standing in a meatpacking facility at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it, it, in a rural Missouri community, and it was a place called Frick's Meats and that made hams. Um, and we were there for the entire day every year when we went to do renewals because we brought every employee in and went through all the options, wow. stood there, took questions from every one of them. And I remember the first time we did it, it the first year we did it, both the owners of the company came to us and said, you know, nobody's ever done that before. And I said, you must be kidding me. How did these folks even know what they were buying or what was available to them? Uh, because nobody took the time to explain it. So that connectivity with the employer um, and his employees is extremely important, don't you think? It was not only a win-win situation for the employer, but the employees made it clear to the employees to the employers that they appreciate yeah. what the employers were doing. Yeah, they do. So it's critically important, folks, that if you're an employer, human resource director, you give people the option to understand what's out there and you work with an advisor like one of these gentlemen who knows what they're doing and is going to be able to present you with the best options. If you want information, the website, rpsbenefitsbydesign.com, rpsbenefitsbydesign.com. The phone number, 877-385-2224. If you want help, give them a call. They know what they're doing. I'll be right Right back after the break, you're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HIA radio network, coast to coast across the USA. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HIA radio network, coast to coast across the USA. Our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We're going to continue this conversation with Tony Drummond, Don Doherty from RPS Benefits by Design. If you want information, the website, rpsbenefitsbydesign.com. That's the website. Go up there, send them an email. If you, Hey, look, it doesn't cost you anything to have somebody take 
take a look at what you're doing and see if they can do something that's going to make more sense. And oh, by the way, if you're on a small group plan, you are not locked into a renewal date of next year. 30-day cancellation, you can move to any carrier you want um, as an off-year renewal. So that option's available. If you want to explore your options, have these folks help you, go to the website, send them an email, or call 877-385-2224, 877-385-2224. They will be happy to help you. All right, so, you know, one of the big things that came out of ACA and a lot of uh, regulatory, God knows we need more regulatory, uh, Don, was that the, the, these, these responsibilities got dumped on the employer um, for forms like the 1095 form and a lot of that stuff. How do you guys handle that so that that burden is off the employer and they don't have to do another, you know, another reporting process, another hoop to jump through? Well, the first thing you have to do is establish with which the carrier they select, whether it's self-funded, fully insured, whoever, what part of it they're going to do. Or are they going to do any of it? Or any of it. And yeah. if they're not, then we we have in our office, and because there's there's really the the network we involved with, with not just with RPS, but all over, lots of specialists that help with that. In our office alone, we have a, 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 our business manager does that. We'll make sure every group has their 1095, their following compliance. And as a backup plan, and you know, you need wellness for, you need compliance for everything. Even if you put in a wellness plan, it better be compliant because you right. can't penalize people for not following wellness too much or you violated compliance. Right. So you, you better know compliance. One of the safety things we do and we've done this for years, is a, what we call compliance check, a compliance audit. It's a checklist, and then after we evaluate that, we analyze it. The old saying, there's safety in the multitude of wise counsel. We go to different groups, find out what their risks are, and come back with some ideas how to get compliant. In some cases, it may take some outsourcing. In some cases, it may just get in the carrier to do something they ought to be doing anyway. Right. But one way or another, we try to get that done and look out for the compliance. That's a huge thing. And most HR people are wearing many hats, and they need help with this. So there's a hospital up north of, in northwestern Missouri, Cameron Regional Hospital, who chose to ignore their compliance responsibilities. And they, are, they were, last time I checked, facing over a million-dollar fine, compliments of the IRS, because they did not do compliance correctly. So it's interesting, to, that, and that would be Cameron Regional folks, it's interesting that how important that topic is and how important it is to pay attention to because they will come back and slap you um, if they audit you, the IRS or, or HHS uh, audits you and finds out that you're not in compliance. Tony, talk a little bit about um, summary plan descriptions and what those SPD, they call, we call them SPDs, that's our uh, short-term uh, uh, description, the, the summary plan description. Why is that important and what do you have to do with those? Look at the summary plan description as a primary talking document, as we call it, between the employer and the employee regarding the rights as far as the employee to be in the plan as far as eligibility, as far as what the employer and employee pays, what kind of benefits it offers, and the eligibility for the employee and their uh, covered dependents to be in the plan uh, if, if the employee is terminated. The summary plan description is not the health insurance contract. It is not the health insurance certificate. Insurance companies, as a general rule, do not provide this to the employer. It is up to the employer in the end to make sure that they're providing some kind of, of, a, of, a, of, the, of this communication between the employer and the employee. For those of you who have never heard of it, you can, uh, in, in your questioning what I'm saying about how important it is, you can Google what is involved in a DOL audit, 
you can Google what is involved in a summary plan description, and you will find out very quickly how important uh, the summary plan description is, is a required document under ERISA. Basically, all employers are supposed to provide it for any employee benefit plan except for church-related entities and state-related agencies, period. Do you okay. help them do that, Tony? When this- we, we in this office, will, will, we will help them do that. The first thing we will do is to have some kind of an employer audit. We'll sit down with the HR director, the CFO, who's ever in charge of and we, we will ask them a series of questions about what are they doing. Not only as far as a summary plan description, but as far as other things related to that, as far as COBRA, HIPAA, you know, the Women's Health All the right, compliance the, the, issues. The, the, new, the yeah. newborn act. And I, and I, and I, I will tell you, uh, for somebody who wants to get a quick read, you can go to www.dol.gov forward slash EBSA, E-B-S-A, dot gov. And, and the DOL does a wonderful job as far as making all of this information available to you. It sounds like an oxymoron, a government agency that does a wonderful job. We, we have... Ah, Don's laughing. No, that, I'm serious. We, we have had historically an excellent relationship with the Kansas City Office of the Department of Labor. When you call those people, they are nice. They are there to help you. That's and, nice and, to know. And, and, and it has been a very pleasant experience. And, you know, they will help you with whatever, what, with whatever questions you have. Our experience to work with the government agencies, when we talk with them about what is, your, what is the source of your biggest problem? And they said, and this is my own, our own experience, they say the biggest, the biggest lack that they see is when an employee calls the Department of Labor. It is about something where right. something was not clearly communicated right. to them. And that is a big thing that the SPD is trying to do. Yeah. And let me tell you something, folks. <laughs> you do not want to have the Department of Labor come in your company and start doing any kind of audit because you never know where it's going to go. So uh, this compliance issue is important. You need people that know what they're doing. Tony and Don, their staff, all the folks at RPS Benefits by Design clearly understand how to do this and what to do and how to make sure that you are protected um, and doing the right thing so you're not going to have a problem uh, down the road with some particular government agency. So if you want information, the website rpsbenefitsbydesign.com, rpsbenefitsbydesign.com. The phone number 877-385-2224, 877-385-2224. Thank you, gentlemen. We'll, we'll be doing more of this, I can assure you. Thank you guys both for coming in today. Thank you, Carrie. We enjoyed being here. It's great Great to have you. All right, folks, with that, I'll leave you with this thought. Remember, friends, it's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything, anything but the very best, you most often get it. And now I leave you with this thought from Dr. Martin Luther King. Americans must learn to live together as brothers and sisters, or we will surely perish as fools. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HIA radio network, coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. (laughs) 